What's good? It's your boy, the coach from the WWE Golf Channel, PGA Tour, EA Sports Madden. You know what time it is. I was a little skeptical at first. Oh, but no longer. It's all about great content. It is now time for yet another episode of the 2B Blunt Podcast with my boys, Frank Knox and Peasy. You never know what they're going to say, but hey, isn't that the beauty of it all? Enjoy. A brand new episode starts right now. is scheduled for one fall and we are finally here the 2b blood podcast and i know it's been a long time coming i am your host peasy with my co-host here frank knox the day has come we're live and i can't believe it you know we've been promoting this show for uh weeks now you know getting uh all the the special guests to do the drops as you probably see on our facebook page um and, and we're real excited to be doing this. You know what I mean? This is a big day for us, a uh, big day for me. I've always wanted to do this. So I'm pretty excited to bring y'all uh, a podcast about wrestling like you never heard before. Uh, you know, it's going to be. And you know, if PZ's doing it, it's going to be the highest podcast on the air. So Exactly. I mean, I'm already, you know, lit. So that's the best thing about it is we can do whatever we want on the podcast. We're not limited like radio. You know, there's nothing that's saying we can't. Uh, you know, we can't swear. We got to do this. We got to stick to a time limit. Like, there's none of that shit. There's no thirty minute time limit. Like, this is this is legit. This is the two B Blunt podcast where the rules are meant to be broken. No holds barred. No holds barred on the two B Blunt podcast. And lucky for us, there is no rules. You know, that's the best part. And uh, you know, I hope y'all really enjoy the show today. We got a lot to talk about, and I mean, uh, the biggest, big biggest of news that I've heard in a while coming out of the wrestling world. Dropped this morning, conveniently for us. You know what I mean? Real convenient. Uh, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, right now, I'm trying to get a few hits off this L before we keep moving. You know, Frank Knox, you know, uh, I know you know about this news that we're about to talk about. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's game changing. It's, uh, it's shattering. I mean, it's, it's like a it's uh, the alignment and, and power has shifted. I think that's exactly it. So we're going to talk it's about like, this. Uh, you know, Thanos getting all the the stones to complete his his gauntlet. Oh man! And look what happened there. You know. So we'll see what works out. So I mean, if you haven't heard, <coughs> pardon me, if you haven't heard, uh, reported by Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated this morning around nine o'clock, uh, Vince McMahon hires Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. As executive directors of Raw and SmackDown. Now, Paul Heyman is going to be in charge of Monday Night Raw. And uh, Eric Bischoff is going to be in charge of SmackDown, if I have this correct. That is correct. It's good news for Brock Lesnar that, you know, Paul Heyman is now in charge. This is this is true. I mean, I wonder how Monster that's going to play out. How is it going to play out? You know? that's, that's what I'm wondering. How is this going to play out? How is it that uh, the dynamic between... Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar is going to uh, change, if at all, with Paul Heyman now the executive director of creative reporting directly to Vince McMahon. I don't think they could change it too much. Um, they'll probably let it play out, what they had in mind. Really? I think so. I mean, the monster in the bank with just him going out there and just nodding his head to the beat, I mean, it's money. I loved it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Now, uh, the reason why this is such uh, shattering news, like earth-shattering news, is that uh, for those of you who are not familiar, and I'm sure that's a very small number of you, uh, back in the day, Vince McMahon's main competitors, you know, were Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, you know, respectively WCW and ECW. Uh, And now with AEW conveniently about to drop their first show on TNT, I believe, in September, 
Vince McMahon goes on and makes a power move and brings two guys that were his top competition under his umbrella. And now you have this trio of wrestling geniuses working together. I I love it. I mean, when those guys were directly in competition with WWE, that's when WWE had to push the limits and how I feel like the Attitude Era evolved because they had to keep up with the minds of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. And I will agree with you. I think that's what made Vince McMahon take the direction that he took where it went from cheesy, you know. It went from Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant to Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Yeah, exactly. And and here we are in another situation where now you have AEW, who pretty much hasn't even had a TV show yet, right? But they're going out and they're selling out all their big shows, uh, all out, I think, sold out in less than a half hour, you know, uh, in Chicago. Uh, Double or Nothing was another sold out, sold out show. Uh, and Vince McMahon struggling right now to fill seats, you know, in uh, all his different... Uh, respective shows, whether it's SmackDown or Raw, like you see the pictures online with these arenas half, half like you know tarped off or whatever. And so my question here, or my thought is, like Vince McMahon, is he doing this because of the ratings, or is he doing this because of the looming competition from AEW? That's that in in my head, I keep telling myself that it's probably a combination of both. You know, I think not only are ratings in the house bad, uh, not not terrible, but lower than they've ever been, you know, uh, and Fox, the Fox deal coming up for SmackDown for WWE. And they're expecting these ratings of what, at least a 2.0 and, and SmackDown's dropping the ball, you know, there. Uh, I mean, ever since I feel like they did the superstar shakeup, they just ruined SmackDown. They they purged all the talent and brought it to Raw. For yeah. Sure. yeah. And then they sent over Roman Reigns as like, a, I'm sorry. Which was bullshit. Yeah. Which was bullshit. I mean, let's be honest. And it did not make up for the product, you know? No, So, and and just, I can't picture, you know, uh, for example, Paul Heyman taking this job if he was just going to be a yes man to Vince McMahon. Do you agree? 100% agree with you there, yeah. I feel like if, uh, if that were the case, then there's no way that, Paul Heyman would have taken the job. So I have this feeling that Vince McMahon's honestly trying to make some kind of change. Now, Eric Bischoff, who's taken a lot of the uh, crap for the failure of WCW, even though I'll personally think that, you know, Vince Russo kind of ruined it, you know, but but he's taking... We'll save that for another show. We'll save that for another show. (laughs) That's getting too deep, you know. But yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, they're trying to shake things up. I mean, look at AEW. They sell out arenas and their pay-per-view buys are high. They don't have one story in their entire show. There's, it's just matches. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for them, you know, having like literally just wrestling matches and not I having storylines. I think it will evolve, but it just showed how, how desperate some of the fans were for a new product. Well, I all right. So I can understand why uh, Vince McMahon brought, brought in Paul Heyman. I mean, the guy's a creative genius. He could take shit and polish it and make it into something amazing. He can make your duty twinkle. That's right, for, for lack of better <laughs> words. <laughs> he can make the you know duty twinkle. Yeah. But what do you think is the reason he brought in uh, Bischoff? Like, I know I've seen. Uh, you know, thoughts of maybe he was going to help with the deal between Fox because Bischoff has a lot of experience working with TNT and Spike TV and everything else. I think he brought in Bischoff as a motivator for Paul Heyman and vice versa for Eric Bischoff. Those guys have fought tooth and nail to be the top player in the game their whole lives, and now they're going to be pit-bulled against one another. Typical Vince McMahon fashion. Take your two biggest dogs, put them against each other, it's a competition. Who's going to run the better show? I mean, okay, I'll give you that, but um, let's let's say this. Uh, Eric Bischoff hasn't been uh, in wrestling for, what, maybe 15 years since he's been involved, and probably the last time he was was uh, Raw, you know, maybe TNA. I don't know how, you know. If I had if I had the Scott here, which you'll learn more about him later, he'd know the answer to this, but of course, no. Nowhere to be found when I need him. 
But Eric Bischoff, like I said, he hasn't been around or on TV in 15 years. So I'm I'm still trying to understand the thought process between or you know uh, a Vince McMahon bringing in Eric Bischoff, other than the fact that you know he was the mastermind behind the good part of WCW, also the NWO and everything else. And here we are talking about it because it's major news. That's what Vince McMahon wants. He wants to to somehow bring back some of those old fans. You know, you hear Eric Bischoff, you're like, oh man, Eric Bischoff. You know, he's hitting a new demograph. So, all right. Now, look at it this way. What do you think about this? Like, uh, I was thinking to myself earlier, you got Vince McMahon, right, going against AEW, right, which is looked at as the, uh, like, the young promotion, you know. Um, You got Cody and the Young Bucks, right? And Vince says, I'm going to bring in Paul Heyman, I'm going to bring in Paul Heyman <laughs> and Eric Bischoff, you know, and I'm going to make wrestling great again. And to me, it's like you if you're going to go against the young group and the cool kids and the black, you know, is bringing in the, the uh, you know, per se, the old men, the smart move. Are they still in touch with the product as much as maybe Cody and the Bucks were? You know, and don't let me forget, you know, if you guys want to call in on the topic, feel free. We do take calls, 860-384-7110. Feel free to call in if you can get through. You know, congratulations. (laughs) I'm going to try to manage this goddamn phone the best I can. Uh, I'll take care of it. But what are your thoughts on on that? I mean, it's... It, I mean, they're just trying to make shake things up. It doesn't really matter who's in charge. I mean, what does AEW have? They have no storylines. They have a roster <laughs> of just young talent, but they have no one to guide them besides the Rhodes brothers and the Young Bucks. So, I mean, I really don't see where it's going to go. I mean, I can see that it's going to be better for the WWE. Did I just take you off? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know There's what's a going lot of on. Movement here, you know. I'm just trying to put the blood out for Christ's sakes. This is what happens. All hell breaks loose. Well, I guess we should, uh, you know, we can, we can talk about this forever. This is true. Well, it's big news. It's big news. But since we have no callers, I think the best thing we can do is go into the news. We might as well make a call ourselves. I know. I think the best thing we can do if we really want to get down to the dirt is call Kincaid on the Kincaid hotline. What do you say? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive breaking news brought to you by the Kincaid Hotline. And now, renowned reporter, Don Kincaid. It's Don Kincaid, baby! Don Kincaid, the human dirt sheet. What do you have for us this week, Don? Easy, you give Don Kincaid a call, I'm going to pick that son's a bitch up. Dude, you are going to love what I got for you. We are going to start it off big. We've got AG, Anthony Green. He has just been signed with Evolve, and they are coming. And, dude, 130, Evolve 130 is going to bring us Tyler Breeze making his debut going against the ritual, sexual Anthony Green. And it is going to be one for the ages. This is going to be amazing. I cannot believe both of them are debuting at the same time and going against each other. Wow, I can't believe it. you telling me Tyler Breeze is going to be in Evolve? Tyler Breeze, baby. It's the pretty one, man. Everybody knows the pretty one. And he's coming from NXT, and he's coming to Evolve, man. This is going to be awesome. Wow. It's amazing. Well, not only that, I'm going to step it up a notch. And you guys are going to really love this. Now, we're talking MLW. Major League Wrestling out of Chicago, baby. And I'm telling you... It's going to be something bigger than big. We've got the Hart Foundation, Teddy Hart, and Brian Pillman Jr., the champion, versus MJF and Richard Holiday, known as the Dynasty, for the Tag Team Championship. And not only is it for the Tag Team Championship, it's in a ladder match. Oh, yeah. Wow, Don, that's pretty amazing. You know, uh... 
Brian Pillman's a big fan of the 2B Blunt podcast. Oh, man, those are great guys over at the New Heart Foundation. We're huge fans, huge fans. So if we're picking right now between us, I'm going with the Heart Foundation all the way, baby. Oh, yeah, definitely. Heart Foundation here. 100%. Heart Foundation all the way, baby. In a ladder match. A ladder match. Oh, it's going to be so sick. Oh, man, I'm so amped up, Peasy. Now, let's get to head. We are going to move along to some WWE. Now, this 24-7 championship, everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been loving it. And one thing is for sure, our truth is an amazing champion, but... Drake Maverick took the championship from R-Truth, and at Drake Maverick's wedding, he's walking down the aisle, people are clapping, he's all happy, R-Truth comes out of nowhere, go boys, Drake Maverick rolls him up, the referee comes out of nowhere, one, two, three, the new champion, R-Truth, your 24-7 champion, not only is he that, he is now an eight time champion oh my god dude. i can't believe that you have to feel well, for drake maverick he's really lost it all going after this belt well you know what that's funny you say that because i got this right here drake maverick the poor bastard has not even consummated his wedding are you kidding me that poor son of a bitch oh man oh, drake man. maverick poor guy you know poor guy I feel for him. I am so amped up, but I'm going to have to go soon. And I've got one more big one for you. And this is something that I mean everybody's been talking about. From one end of the other to the country, from one end of the other of the globe. And right here, man, we've got this past Monday Night Raw, The Undertaker. That's right, baby. The Undertaker has shown his face on Raw TV. Now, it came under the dark lights. And boy, was everybody surprised. The pop that went off was insane. Oh, Shane McMahon thought he had a coast-to-coast for one Roman Reigns. But when the lights came on, he thought he was going to jump onto The Undertaker. You stupid son of a bitch. Why would you even do that? So he jumped at The Undertaker. The Undertaker gets Shane McMahon, grabs his scrawny little neck, and chokes him to hell through the mat. That sets up. It's just like Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, eh, eh. <laughs> Not today, baby. So that, PG, my friend, sets up for Extreme Rules, Shane McMahon, and Drew McIntyre versus the dead man himself and Roman Reigns in a tag team match. That is huge, baby. That's amazing news, Don. That's the news of the week for sure. Well, I am so out of breath. Yeah, Don, I don't know take, if I take got a any breath, more man. Yeah, you oh. know, take care. We got to be running out of minutes here on the hotline. I know I only paid for a certain amount. Well, hey, man, it costs. I mean, hey, you want to call Dr. J Hotline? You're going to pay out the ass, baby. Oh, all right, Don. All Thanks right, for Don. all your tips. And, you know, the, the human dirt sheet, Don Kincaid, every week he'll be here giving you the dirt. My name is Brian Pillman Jr. I am. One third of the New Heart Foundation on Major League Wrestling, and you are listening to Peasy on the To Be Blunt Podcast. Shout out to Brian Pillman Jr. for that drop. Thanks a lot, Promise Prince. Man, that was pretty awesome. How Brian Pillman? Yeah, big time, big time. New well, Heart yeah. Foundation. Well, let's get right back into it. You know, I think the other biggest news of the week we're going to talk about is the return of the Undertaker. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Can't work. <laughs> of course nothing works when I need it to. You know what I mean? That's fucking fucked up, bro. This is what happens when work. you go live. This but is what happens when you go live. Lesson learned. Yeah. Lesson learned. Anyways, the return back of The Undertaker. You know, this is going to be a huge thing from Monday. Uh, I thought that uh, I, I was definitely, definitely 100% surprised. Oh, my jaw dropped. I was couldn't believe it. First time he's been raw in years. Yeah. And, you know, and all of a sudden. Uh, the lights go out. Shane McMahon's yeah. on the top rope. The lights go out. And then you hear the dong. And all of a sudden you have none other than The Undertaker, who makes a surprise appearance 
you know, coming back. And I was certainly blown away because I did not see the Undertaker making a return after that, uh, you know. Super showdown. Oh, super showdown, which was absolutely match. the worst. You know, if I can get back poor, into my clip. Poor no. Undertaker. <laughs> oh, there it is, finally. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. I love this, though. It's too good not to play it. Are you kidding me? Undertaker is here. The Phenom the is Undertaker. here. The Phenom with a choke slam to save. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I was <laughs> the clip was just too good. You know, Michael Cole really made that segment right there. When I seen it, you know, oh, my God, the other banger. It just gets so hype, you know. I thought first when the lights went out, I thought maybe Bray Wyatt. Maybe yeah. Bray Wyatt, you know, but yeah. then the the gong, and I was like, there's no fucking way the Undertaker's going to be back, what, maybe two, three weeks after that sh- super shit down? Yeah, but he, I mean, he he didn't get hurt. The reason why is, you know, Goldberg ate the, the corner pretty good and ruined the match. KO'd himself. KO'd himself, yeah. Yeah, but I mean. But the gong is just nostalgic. Anytime you hear it, it's reminiscent to the, you know, at least for me, my childhood. Really? Uh, well, all right. So, do you think then the Undertaker came back for redemption from the performance at Super Showdown, which I'm sure you know you've all seen, or do you think it's because you know the ratings in the house have been down with Vince? This kind of you know goes back to the same thing we were talking about earlier with uh, why he hired you know Vince or uh, Heyman and Bischoff. Yeah, I think uh, you can make the argument for both, but my 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 reason, what I think is personally. He was going to come back, just not this soon. But he came back this soon because his match was so shit. He had to redeem himself, the professional and perfectionist that we all know The Undertaker is. So maybe instead of you know, a WrestleMania appearance from The Undertaker, now we're going to see Extreme Rules, and I'm sure it will lead into a SummerSlam match with Shane McMahon. Yeah, I mean... That makes perfect sense, and I'm going to go ahead and, and agree with you. I think that The Undertaker also came back to redeem himself. I mean, it was the talk of the Internet for, like, the next week. You know, all all the, you know, the Internet was crying, you know, weeping tears about this match, you know, at Super Showdown. Now, Undertaker can't go out that way, you know. You know, the keyboard warriors talking shit on Twitter, and uh, t- to me, I felt like this was actually a perfect opportunity for him to redeem himself you know and it gets an easy work with tag match with roman you know and he doesn't have to go out looking like shit and i'm sure this won't be his last match either i'm sure we'll see him at wrestlemania next year you know i mean yeah i believe so with with you but know i think we're gonna see him at SummerSlam versus shane mcmahon well i think that would be good that'd be great i mean he's not gonna fight drew mcintyre but wouldn't that be the right thing to do it would be but we could all see where this road is going at least me i know where it's going and it's going straight to shane mcmahon like i personally feel like the rub should go to drew mcintyre who desperately needs it because right now it just looks like you know shane mcmahon's right hand man but that's not the position that drew mcintyre should be and i mean look at the guy you know isn't I agree. I mean, Elias, you could say the same thing about Elias, who I believe deserves the rub more than Drew McIntyre. Elias? Yeah, I'm a huge Elias fan. He's multi-talented. He plays oh. the guitar on his way to the ring, you know? <laughs> I'm not denying that he's not good. I'm a big fan of Elias, yeah. too. I just can't see Elias uh, being the next guy. No, he's always going to be just the character, you know, the goof Elias, but he deserves he deserves some rub. Yeah, you want to give him a rub. I think they should give that 24-7 championship to him. I feel like he'd do some pretty crazy shit with that. Yeah, he would. You know? But uh, let's go into the next thing. I don't want to take too much time on this because there's so much we got to talk about here. Um, You know, I want to bring up the issue of Baron Corbin, who everybody seems to absolutely hate. Oh, they he gets, like, the go-home hate. Like, the fans hate him. And I don't understand why. Like, Baron Corbin is a magnificent bad guy. He's a great villain, uh, and he plays the role extremely well, if you ask me, almost in an old-school type of way. You know, and he's annoying. Uh, I think the upgraded look that they gave him, while it seemed weird at first to me, has really grown on me. 
with his little shirt and his little vest, you know, and his whole gimmick. Like it's like it's stupid, but it's it's actually growing to be kind of cool if you ask me, you know. And, and I don't understand why that guy is going out there. He's putting on these matches that are not shit at all. I mean, the guy could work. You, yeah, you know? he can. He the can. guy can work. He proves that every time he goes in there, he can work. Like there's no doubt about it. And his matches with Seth Rollins have been great. You know, uh, I so I'm just I don't understand why everybody. I mean, they don't just love to hate him. They just hate him. They hate him. They hate him. And I think that's more of the reason the WWE is going to finally put the strap on him, at least for a short run. You think they're going to give him the strap? Yeah, they have to at this point. I mean, not many people get go home hate like he's been getting. So, well, the thing is, is in my opinion, the go home heat is not good heat, though. He, yeah. He's been in the title picture for months. I mean... They have to at least get. I feel like they have to give it to him for a short run, and what better chance to give it to him with this, you know, intergender tag match? This take all match that they're promoting yeah. for Extreme I Rules. I mean, Lacey Evans could pin Becky, and all of a sudden he's the champion, and vice versa. Vice versa. You know, exactly. Corbin could pin, you know, Seth. You know, I mean, I I, I kind of wish that this was going to be like an actual intergender match where like the. Like, anyone can mix it up with anybody instead of how they do it now where, like, the only women can fight the women because it's kind of, I don't think it takes away from it, if you ask me, especially with all the other promotions that are doing it now and the matches are, are really good. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, let's get into this uh, feud with him and Rollins, you know, which is obviously putting Corbin back in the title scene. He's you been know? sticking around, you know. Ever since WrestleMania, he's kind of been sticking around the title scene. And I think this this match is interesting that they're going. I, I I'm glad that they didn't do an actual just like a rematch, you know, for, and you know with Seth versus Baron. It's a Baron. slight variation. It's still it's like two rematches in one match. Yeah, but I mean Becky because they can't fight each other. You know, it's not really an intergender, so it's really two rematches in one match. If you ever thought of it that way, bro, you just blew my mind, bro. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a dual rematch, single match. I don't know, maybe you know, I'm here I am thinking yeah. that this whole time that I'm getting something different and you're just <laughs> I, yeah, I mean shit. Damn, bro. That that's that's a very good point. Uh I mean, what would the Iron Sheik say to that? Oh, I know exactly what Iron Sheik would say. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they oh we oh, we, we got I'm a caller. We got a caller. I wonder who it's going to be. Hello? One, to send oh. a voicemail. Oh. Two. I don't know how this works. Hello, you're on the 2B Blunt Podcast. Daisy. Who's this? Who's on the line? It's Moonshine. It's Moonshine. Daisy. Oh, it's Moonshine. Is that Moonshine McCready? Moonshine calling in from rehab. They let me get my one phone call, so I decided to call you and talk about this their podcast. Wow. 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 Moonshine, you're in rehab right now? Yes, sir. They put me in this AA, and uh, I've been living here for a little while, you know. I, I got to, uh, you know, sit, sit down and, uh, and and talk to these people because my drinking has been, it's been too much, and I, I knock it off for a little bit. What what kind of rehab? Is this like a... Like a, like a... Physical rehab, like, or is this like, uh, like, are you an AA? Like, what is yeah, this? He said he's an AA. You can't yeah, hear Moonshine. He's not slurring for the first time ever. He must be sober. I can't still. I still can't yeah, understand yeah, yeah, this yeah, motherfucker. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in that AA right there. Oh my god! So Moonshine, you're an AA. That's uh, I mean, that's that's breaking news. I mean, does everybody know this, or is this an exclusive, you know, podcast release here? Like, does the world know that you're in rehab for your drinking? Well, I did say that uh, if I didn't win that their uh, BS BST title down in Bridgeport, that I was going to go to them with their rehabs, and that's where I am right now. Wow! Can you believe this, Frank? This yes, guy moonshines in rehab, and he sounds great. What'd you do with your jug? You left it at home? Yeah, he's at home. He's in timeout for a little while. He, he can't come out and play because you know uh, I'm, I'm sick and tired of losing, Mister Peasy. Well, I, I mean, it's really been that bad, though. This is breaking news. Yes, I, sir, I can't yes, believe sir, this. I wish I had like, yes, more than Don Kincaid music. I, I did that there uh, battle royal at uh, Blood Sweat and Tears there, <laughs> and uh, I made a new friend though. That Mister El Jabroni guy, you know, he was a nice guy. But uh, yeah, I, I said if I lose this match, if I don't win, 
Well, I just think you're hanging out with those jabroni. Well, he's a nice guy. He went on the outside. He got eliminated, and then I jumped over. I had to make sure he was all right. Wow. Apparently, they told me I'm losing because that's what the drinking does. If I, if I was sober, I wouldn't win. I would won that match. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Moonshine McCready, check him out. He's a he's a wrestler from uh, you know the New England area, uh, and he, you know is known for being quite a heavy drinker. He's now giving us the exclusive that this man is getting sober. Yes, sir. I mean, hey, uh, hey, that's that's what they call it. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 like the captain, like a boat guy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Moonshine, so let me ask you something. When you get out of rehab, like, what's your plans? Uh, I plan on not going to the liquor store no more or, or even down to the distillery that's in my backyard that I can't go to. So maybe I'll just start, um, uh, I'm going to come back, I'm going to wrestle some more, and maybe maybe I won't even be passed out the whole match. <laughs> Wow, this I mean this is huge news. I I was not aware of this. Now I've known Moonshine for like a few years now, but Yeah, I've seen around the scene. I mean this is breaking news. This is this, this is, is huge. I wish we knew this. We yeah. would have started the show off with You know, this. well, you know who's gonna be real pissed off Don Kincaid that he didn't get the exclusive. Him and Fogman are both gonna be crying at our feet. We're the new kings of media in Connecticut, baby. Baby <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, Mr. Peasy, maybe now that I'm not drinking, maybe I'll be able to get high with you. <laughs> Listen, Moonshine, when you're, you know, out of AA and they let you out of that place, give me a call. We'll get you up on the show. We'll talk more about this because I want to know more. Uh, unless you have any comments about, you know, any of the topics you were, we were discussing, I'm going to have to move on to the next caller. I heard you guys talking about uh, Baron Corbin. He's a nice fellow. I like that guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I, I like I like Baron yeah. Corbin too. You know, a bunch of people crying online. You know, that guy's great. He's great. Well, everybody, I gotta go back to the sponsorship deal they got me going on here. But I will definitely be calling in, and and, and I do sure like your podcast uh, here, Miss Peasy. Uh, All right, Moonshine. Remember, one day at a time, there, buddy. Yeah, make sure you call us yes, back sir. and keep us updated. I want to know more about this rehab. I will keep you updated, yes, sir. All right, All right. I fun on this day's show. Thank you. Bye bye now. Wow, Moonshine McCready's sober. I, that was that was the, like the last person I expected to call. Moonshine McCready from rehab. Wow. Thank you for using your one call to call our podcast. Yeah, I completely take us off topic, but that was amazing. That was amazing. I couldn't agree more. Well, should we get back into it? You know? So, yeah, we were talking about Corbin. Let's move on from Corbin. We were talking about his feud with Rollins and that whole thing, and I kind of want to talk about Seth Rollins. And his relationship on screen with the one, the only, the man, Becky Lynch. All right. You know, uh, if you ask me uh, on screen, mind you, this is not Instagram. This isn't social media. This is on camera, on Raw, on whatever show that WWE is putting out. Uh, they, they have this weird dynamic where they come off to me as... Uh, not not a couple for sure. Not two people who are in love, but uh, either best buddies or dude who has now been neglected to the friend zone. I could not agree more. My first reaction when I started seeing their dynamic and I heard about this match was they're already setting up the breakup between Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. You think they're setting up a breakup already? I could see it going that way. I know we had talked last week, and you're like, "Man, I saw Becky. She just like pushed Seth Rollins out of the way." That's right, she you did. Know? And she kind of has this attitude about her. Yeah, even like and on she Raw. is the man. It's true. She came out on Raw, and she and Seth Rollins opened Raw was cutting a promo, and Becky Lynch, their her music hits while he's cutting a promo, which you thought would have been like you know the villain of the the story would have been the one to come out and interrupt him. Yeah, Becky comes strolling on the ring, and after her music's done, and she's look giving him you know those weird looks, you know, like whatever. And Seth Rollins literally was like, "You kind of interrupted me there," and she just sits there and shrugs her shoulders. And to me, that doesn't seem like something that two people in a couple, you know, that were in a relationship would do. There was no embrace. So when they do embrace, it's like a like a one hand around the back, kind of like a, hey, we're good friends type thing. That's like it. it's my great aunt that I haven't seen in 30 years. I'm going to give her like the double pat on the back and slowly move away very quickly. Like, Right. Yeah, yeah. it's very much a lot of that. And I, I don't know. 
to me, it seems like Becky Lynch comes off as uh, standoffish, very much so, when she's around Seth Rollins. Setting up the breakup, man. Setting up the breakup. Yep. What better way to break up? You cost you my title in that tag match. But they just, they literally just, like, started promoting this relationship less than a month ago. And they barely even got into the, the story. I mean, this, the first time we've seen them together on screen was at uh, Stomping Grounds. Keep in mind, though, I mean, how committed are they to the company? Maybe they could play their relationship and fake the breakup on TV. I mean, doesn't mean they're really broken up in real life. Uh, I mean, I hear that. You know, but I, they're setting up the breakup. Mark my words, Frank Knox, right here today. They are setting <laughs> up the breakup. You're gonna make me like my L again, bro. <laughs> do what you gotta do. I, 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 I'm just wondering the way they're acting. How are they gonna get fans to buy into this relationship, though? Uh, like, if if you, how is they gonna make this believable if they're both acting like they're buddy buddy? It doesn't make sense to me how this is ever going to work storyline-wise. Like, we know they're together. They have cute little Instagram pictures together. Big fucking deal. When you're on camera and you got, you know, a million people at home watching you and, uh, you know, thousands of people in attendance and you're sitting here tapping each other on the back, giving the one-hearted hugs and playfully slapping ass, like, to me, that doesn't come off like we're in a serious relationship at all. I agree. I agree. But, I mean, this isn't going to be like Stephanie... Triple H 2.0, it's going to always be a weird dynamic. You know, they're both the champions. I mean, they're going to play how the WWE wants it. I feel like it's very weird as soon as they announced it, they used it as an opportunity to manipulate a storyline. True. Very true. Very true. And if you have thoughts, remember, 860-347-110 if you want to call in and talk about... uh, But anyways, what do you think is going to happen in Extreme Rules? I... I I don't think I don't foresee Baron Corbin or Lacey Evans going you know over in that match. So you think they're just going to lose? They're never going to get the strap. They're not going to get a short run till SummerSlam. That's what I say. You got your own opinion. I don't. I think yeah. that they might push this whole feud to culminate so at SummerSlam. You know what I mean? I could see that happening. Like too. maybe at SummerSlam they shock the world and Corbin wins the title and there. He's going to get. He you has know? to get a little run in. And uh, that's that may be like the most I could see happening, in my humble opinion. Uh, to be blunt, if I may, uh, well, I guess one last thing while we're on the topic of Rollins, you know, bef- before I go ahead and relight this thing. Uh, what are you waiting on? Relight it now. I'm gonna. I want. I want. I don't want to lose my train of thought here. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right I already got real high and you know botched the beginning of the show. So give me a break here. <laughs> but. uh if you haven't been on Twitter, then you wouldn't know, but there's been a heated, you know, Twitter, you know, rivalry, a little war going on with Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, that's why we're here to bring the news to you in case you don't go on Twitter. So what's going on with uh, Rollins and Ospreay? I've seen a few things earlier today and yesterday. Well, see, so Seth Rollins comes out and says uh, after stopping grounds that WWE has the best wrestling in the world, period. Right? And he said, you know, after that tweet, he followed up with another comment. that said, find anyone else who does what I do that's alive and as often as I do it. You can't. You know? And I then, love this Seth Rollins. He's really kind of like, you know, he's really living the burn it down you know he's he, he lives with no rules it's just his his way yeah well we'll see what happens he bites him even in the on ass. twitter even on twitter i like that guy he's a good guy yeah he's defending the company which is great but will osprey comes in uh, and he comments and he says i'm alive like i'm here hello you know i'm doing that shit and seth rollins comes back and he's like oh sorry little guy we already have a better version of you here he just won his first u.s title tonight Congrats, Ricochet, you know, stinger right there. And then he said, keep working hard, though, buddy. You know, oh, we got a caller. We got another caller. Jesus, right in the middle. You got to keep killing me. Who we got here? You got to put him on hold until we finish our segments. I know. Let's see what's going on here. I don't know. Who is it going to be? Hello, you're on the air. It's Don Kincaid, baby. Oh, Don Don Kincaid. 
Don Kincaid, hey, man. Hey, the, the, man. The, the world-renowned newscaster, hotline owner, you know, the man with the dirt, Don Kincaid. What's going on, Don? Well, there's two things going on right now. I hear everything you guys are talking about, and I just got to press on this Seth Rollins thing, man. I think Seth Rollins is trying to take the reins of being the face of the entire company and just trying to spread every word that he can anywhere that he can just to get a little bit of them ratings coming in for granddaddy Vince. You know what I'm saying, baby? Well, you know, I hear, I agree with you there. He's, he's, uh, he's definitely taking the reins. Is he taking no, the reins from Reigns? Uh, Reigns never had the reins, but. <laughs> no, he never did. And you are correct there, my friend. Yeah. And the second oh. thing, I have a bone to pick with Mr. Peasy. What? How in the world did you get the scoop from one Mr. Moonshine McCready being an AA? What the hell, Peasy? Listen, Don, I didn't see it coming either, but apparently I do my job better than you do your job. Or maybe I'm just going to do your job. <laughs> maybe next week I'll do the goddamn news, goddamn it. You're supposed to be on top of this stuff. How did you not know? Bring us current shit next time. Come on, man. I'll tell you one thing. Whenever I heard Moonshine breaking that news, I fell off my chair. I was flipping shit in here, man. I was like, what is he doing? Dude, I, did, I, I honestly didn't know he was in rehab. Like, this was news to me. I was shocked. Good for him. Well, I, I, hey, good for him. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for uh, poor Richard and Big Dick because they're all hanging out by themselves at the distillery right now. But, hey, whatever, that's a different story. But I just wanted to call in. I wanted to congratulate on Peasy and being blunt. I mean, dude, this is some fun shit. And uh, I really, Are you enjoying I the podcast, Don? What do you think? I'm listening to every second, and you guys are giving us a lot of information. Yeah, scoop to me, you sons of bitches. That's and right. And I'm telling you, man, it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate it. Hey, Don, thank you so much. All we'll right. make sure to call the hotline next week. Yeah, man, I'm charging you guys double this time. Double? Well, this one's on you because you brought us old news, Don. That's right. We had to break all the exclusives. <laughs> next all one's right. on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> later, later, guys. Later, Don. Oh, Don Kincaid. Don Kincaid. Don Kincaid. So, yeah, anyways, you know, Rollins called Osprey small, and that's when who hit it, chimed in? Chris Chris Jericho. Chris, Jer- Chris yeah. Jericho. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jericho, Jericho chimed, chimed in. Right in you know? And, you know, because he called him little guy. You know, Seth Rollins called Ricochet little guy, and Jericho chimes in, and he's like. No, he called Osprey little guy. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Sorry. Ricochet. I'm just I'm here to correct you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm man. all worked up from Don Kincaid calling in, you know? Uh, and he referenced that, you know, that Will Osprey is actually uh, taller and bigger than you, Rollins, which was, you know, I did not expect Chris Jericho to jump in. And. Well, you know, and Will Ospreay comes in and says, fact of the day, Will Ospreay wrestled more matches in 2019 than Seth Rollins. He said, catch up, little guy. Oh, little stinger coming <laughs> Chris back. Chris Jericho has been like the, he's like the martyr, you know, that he's, he's cut all, he'll never be a part of the WWE, the Hall of Fame, anything like that. Well, this is when Seth Rollins yeah. gets real gangster right yeah. here. You know, Seth Rollins says, if you want to talk numbers, we can compare bank accounts. Wow. It's like from Seth Rollins, the baby face, you know? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I don't know if he should do that with Jericho. I mean, he, he, he does bring in some... He's been wrestling for a long time. He has his band. He's got his crews. I'd be interested to see who has the bigger bank account. My, I would guess Chris Jericho. I would imagine between, you know, WWE, WCW, AEW, and Fozzie. And his crew, his uh, Jericho Cruz and everything. His books, you know? I mean, I think Rollins, you know... Damn, bro. You know... I'm not going to lie to you. I'm ready to spark this out. Spark I've up. been talking a lot about wrestling, so I need to take a weed break. Let's take a weed Let's break. Let's take a weed break. We'll be right back to the Bump Podcast. Sometimes life can be a little overwhelming. Sometimes the weight of the world can be too much to bear. Sometimes you need to stop worrying and take a deep breath. Sometimes you need cannabis. Introducing Brightside, high-quality cannabis delivered right to your door. Brightside offers an extensive menu of strains and products to meet your needs. Choose the experience you want, and we'll send you the dankest herb, the real sticky icky. 
some top-shelf marijuana. If you like what we send you, keep the whole jar. We'll even include some nugs for you to blaze. As part of Discovery, you'll get to try new strains and products. Side effects may include euphoria, increased appetite, uncontrollable giggles, elevated sensitivity to musical dopeness, and reduced anxiety. Tetrahydrocannabinol may also induce feelings of existential well-being and relentless optimism. With a Brightside subscription, you can get it once a month, once a week, or whenever you want. All at a price you'll like. And yes, this is a real company. your doctor if cannabis is right for you. It probably is. Keep it bright side. It's the highest podcast around to be blunt with easy. Man, that was perfect. Welcome back to the To Be, Be Blunt podcast. I'm your host, PZ, here Frank Knox. Uh, feel free to call in 860-347-110 as we go over these topics. I didn't realize that the, the, uh, the app has a chat feature. For Spreaker. So we actually got people chiming in on the chat, and I'm over here getting high, not even paying attention to this shit. Who do we got? Oh, it looks like we we got got Hippie Dicky Moon. All right. Shout out Hippie Dicky Moon. I don't know. Some other people, I can't tell who these names are, you know, but I just want to let everybody know who's in on the chat. Thank you, and I will be trying to keep up with that, but right now, that's not the most important thing. If you want to get in, then call in the number. Call in the number, or if you want to be our free intern where you can just roll our blunts. And And screen our calls. Screen our calls and monitor our chat. We will pay you in marijuana only. Um, only. Absolutely. The only way you're getting paid is in marijuana. So, I mean, if that's something you want to do, also call in. Because we're sh- taking a... And you got to shut the fuck up while we're recording. That's right. Because if I open your damn mouth, I might give a big goddamn boot to the face. Don't let it be you, boy. That's right. <laughs> you're going to get you in your mouth. Blah. <laughs> that piece. You know, uh, uh, so now we're back. We got a couple things we got to go through real quick. Uh, I want to get into since we we're talking about Chris Jericho before. I want to talk about Fighter Fest, which is happening this Saturday, streaming live on for BR Live. Free, that's right, States. baby, for free, for free. That's huge. That's you know, that's a big move to make the awareness for the brand uh, of AEW. It's smart. You know, they're coming up on their TV deal in September, right? So, absolutely, absolutely. Everyone gives out free samples these days. Even That's the right. weed, even the weed man. Shit, I go to the mall and I go right by the uh, the food court. There's a motherfucker standing all over the place. Yo, how about the same dude with the do rag that looks like Snoop Dogg's cousin? That's right, yo. If you from Connecticut, that's right. And you go and you've been to Westfield Mall in Meriden. You know the who dude who gives about? out the, the samples. He's give out the steak and cheese. Steak now and he gives cheese. out the Chinese food. That's right. Orange chicken, baby. Orange chicken, two meat, two side. Bam. Bam. Well, anyways, Bam. back to um, Fighter Fest. Oh, shit. We got real on topic. See, I let this L up and look what yeah, happens. We took a smoke <laughs> Sorry, break and that's it. Smoke break just ruined the whole show. So, yeah, it's gonna it's free uh, this Saturday. That's right. Only on BR Live. Uh, we have uh, some pretty big matches going down. Yep. We got uh, John Moxley's <laughs> debut. That's the most talked about match. So, most anticipated. Today, they went ahead. And they made the match for him and Joey Janela a non-sanctioned match. Wow. Wow. That's right. Never going to be in the record books. <laughs> so uh, you would wonder if, you know, Joey Janela is going to get the win. You better hit that shit, bro. I'm dying over here. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a match. I'm sure it's going to be absolute carnage. You're talking John Moxley the, and you're talking the debut Joey, match, you Joey Janela is just insane. Own cola. Oh, wow. I don't know who that is. I'm oh, sorry. That's not that's not the podcast line. That's the personal line. Oh, shit. Must be the weed main. It might be the weed main. Yeah, but he don't know the weed live, so we can't do anything about that. So, yeah, we got uh, <coughs> we got Moxley and Janela. Right. So the debut match of John Moxley. I mean, everybody's hyped for that. Super hype. Then you we know? got uh, Cody. Cody Rhodes. Cody, I should say. Just Cody. Cody, Cody and Darby <laughs> Allen. you know, who just recently won the NEW... Uh, World Championship. So now... Oh, from uh, Brad Hollister? That's right. And so now you got... Uh, but my favorite guy in AEW, MJF, was oh, Jungle Boy. I love MJF. I love him with the Burberry scarf, perfect heel. Yeah, I he's great. Him. He's great. He's got to be what? A fatal four-way, I heard, right? Who's in that match? Uh, it's him, Jungle Boy, and uh, Hangman Page, who's going to be fighting Chris Jericho at the, 
the next pay-per-view for the title. But anyways. Yeah, Hangman Page. First, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. You know, a lot of flippity-floppity shit going on there. So, I mean, Hangman Page is in this match, and he's fighting for the title. Is he going to take a pin? No. He's got to win, right? No, he's got to. He's, he's got to win. He's got to win. He's got to get the rub for the If he doesn't the win, pay-per-view. then how are you going to believe him as a credible competitor to be fighting uh, Chris Jericho? You might as well cancel the match. So our Stick predictions a fork in it. Are, is done. So you want to throw some predictions out here for these matches, or you just want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mox, Moxley and Janela. Who do you got? I got, I got John Moxley. I don't care, non-sanctioned or not. Yeah, John Moxley is gonna drop Joey Janela on his head, just like he gets dropped on his head every other match, and it's gonna be one, two, three, wrapped up. That's what I think. You know what's yeah. called new finisher? I fucking forget now, man. I Hell Rider. The I forgot. It's not Dirty Deeds no more. I know that, but. He's going to fucking destroy his head. That's what he does. So uh, then we have Cody versus Darby Allen. Who do you got over there? I got Cody Rhodes. I mean, Cody. I feel um, like it's got to be Cody because he's going into that tag match with his brother at yeah. uh, whatever the next show they're doing. I feel like he's too selfish. No offense to him. I don't know. To not put himself over in the first match. And his, I mean, his own company. But anyways, then I'm going to go with uh, Hangman Page, as we said. Oh, I, I mean, I'm all in for Hangman Page. We both agreed on that. And then Absolutely. Uh, I'm going Omega and the Bucks over the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. What do you got? Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, Omega and the Bucks. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'm in. That makes so, sense. So, um, this Fighter Fest, AEW, let's talk about it, you know, let's bring it back to almost what we were talking about to start the show. What's that? You know, is this going to be like a new, uh, you know, Monday Night Wars with AEW and WWE? I still think it's too early to tell. Too early to tell? Yeah. Until I see a, a, a couple shows that they're going to be running weekly when they actually do have to run a couple in a row instead of one every month. Until you give me one story. Yeah. Besides being brothers. Yeah. Right. Then I'm not going to comment on that yet. I refuse. Or best friends. I'm going to hold my opinion until September about that. Um. Obviously, right now, they're, people want to see them succeed, but I'm not going to judge whether they're going to be actual competition yet. You know, the roster's good. I like AEW, but are they going to be ready to go toe-to-toe with WWE, the global phenomenon? I don't I, think so. I don't. I, it's too early to tell. I think they have a chance. You're seeing talent going over. A lot of young, a lot of talent is going to leave WWE and has been leaving. You got Tyler Breeze that just left. You know, speaking of uh, that, uh, WWE just you know announced that they're going to be streaming the Vol- an Evolve show that features some of their superstars um, live on Saturday on the network at the same time as Fighter Fest, right? And I've seen all these. Guys online crying and bitching and moaning that WWE, you know, that uh, they're just mad because this is supposed to be like a charity show. And they're saying Vince is trying to take away from it. Even Kenny Omega posted some shit about, about that. He, took he said, I'm just going to make me sick. Blah, blah, blah. They can't going to really run the show at the same time. Let me explain something to all you guys crying. All right. I come from the Monday Night War era. Right. I came from a time where every single Monday there was two wrestling shows from two different companies happening at the same goddamn time. And it was great for business. So if you're a fan today and you're on Twitter or Facebook or whatever the hell you use for social media, and you're crying about WWE running a show at the same time, then you, sir, deserve every bit of shit you're about to get. And speaking of people crying all over Twitter, get me all fired up. We're going to go into our next segment, I think. No, but you got to call him up. Uh, I got to call anybody up. Oh, we're going right. to go right into our next thing. What are you oh, talking no. about? I thought you were calling. Uh... I don't know what you're talking about, but I know where we're going. We're going into one of my new favorite segments. I'm pretty sure it's going to be here. Trolling Loud. I'm so pissed off. This is Trolling Live with Bill Bungie. Bill 
Bungie, the man who's tired of hearing you, Mark's cry, is on the line. What do you got to say, Bill? Hey, thanks for the intro there. That, I mean, you know, you could have done better, but I like the crying and I like the keyboards because of all these warriors just sitting at home bitching about stuff. They, they hate the product, but they watch it every day. So that's what I'm here to do is to just clarify all these these topics that they just keep complaining about. I mean, you're sick of hearing it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's all you hear about online is, oh, WWE this, they don't, you know, Vince McMahon's ruining the product, blah, blah, blah. And then what are they doing the next day? They're tuning in to Raw. They're tuning in to SmackDown. They're tuning in, brother, in droves. So basically, the first thing I want to say, because you've given me this time and thank you, is that it, it, it goes back six or seven years. This goes back forever. So it's kind of old hat, but I got to bring it up. The first thing I got to talk about is you people don't like Roman Reigns. Ah, oh, the big dog. Like, the guy looks like the Incredible Hulk fucked Fabio and gave birth to, like, a warrior Uncle Death. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> He's money. He is money. And then, then what, they want Shane McMahon to beat him? It's like it's like your dad went to Applebee's and drank four frozen margaritas and wanted to pick a fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> he does. It's exactly what he looks like, and he's always sweating balls. <laughs> Dude, and then or or maybe Drew McIntyre could beat Roman Reigns, the guy who sucked so bad he got fired, got juiced up, gassed out the gills, came back and sucked even worse. Oh. Right? Am I wrong? I think. Drew McIntyre, you know, he's trying to make a name for himself, and all he does is come out like you said and flip his hair. <laughs> But we hate Roman Reigns. Okay. Anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick is this 24-7 championship, right? Everybody hates it, right? Absolutely. I hate that thing. You hate that thing? I hate the 24-7 title. Wait a second. It's a joke. It's a joke. Frank, are you you sitting at your computer right now? Frank, are you you typing about how much you hate the 24-7 championship? No, I'm not one of those Twitter warriors. I think he signed in on his phone. All right, just making sure because a lot of these guys think they could do better, and if Vince starts, hey, hey, them, Billy Blue Balls, continue on with this segment, all right? But, but, yo, you are—you're hiding behind a microphone and not a <laughs> keyboard, so you better watch yourself, Junior, or or I'm gonna have my boy Peasy have me on as like a special guest, and then we'll oh, see no. how blue my balls are. <laughs> right in studio, you better watch out. <laughs> Bill Bungie, Frank Knox. My balls are. She's the one who left them that way. She couldn't finish his job. <laughs> anyway. You better watch so, who you're talking to. You won't get an invite next week. Oh, oh. all right. Bill, all tell right. us more about what do you hate this 24-7 championship? What's your beef with this thing? I love it. Ah, I he love loves it. it. Frank, See? I'm going to be honest with you, Frank. I'm going to say a lot of things here that might feel like you're being targeted, and I'm not talking to you, man. I'm talking to them. Listen, they – they think it looks stupid. They, they hate that it's not a hardcore title. Well, they were wrong. All the dweebs are wrong again. It's the only entertaining thing on WWTV as we speak. I mean, yeah, the belt's ugly, but so are they. So are their girlfriends, and so are the other two and a half hours of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> like, oh, don't man. don't worry about what it looks like anyway because their ass is on the couch, not on USA Network. Well, that's the truth. Um, you know, and, and if Vince starts hiring all these people with all their opinions, then AEW's got a chance. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> the last thing I have to, you know, grieve about a little bit is this Firefly Funhouse. Everybody, I know that now we've, we've gotten to see where it's going, but when it started, man, all I read anywhere was how bad a job he was doing as a child host. You know, and it's Bray Wyatt's best impression of Blue's Clues, like, that's the point. It's because no one let it build day. out. You know, these guys, these, these uh, fans these days, they have no patience, you know, to let things play out, to see where it's going to go. They automatically well, they, see one thing and they just assume. They hate the stories, but then the stories don't even get told because they don't let it happen. Of course I'm, not. I'm, just, I'm saying, like, it's the same character. If it was a different character, they would have changed his name, morons. So <laughs> Ray Wyatt a- approaches the the cult mentality thing from a different angle and it's money the poem the puppets are hilarious everybody needs to calm down that's my piece for this week i hope some people call in and complain because they'll be hiding behind the phone that's right and they got something else to say about that we'll just tell them it's just fucking bullshit
You're tuned in to another episode of To Be Blood with PZ. Bro. Yo, what it do, man? Yo, I am high as fuck right now. Yeah, you look high, man. Bro. You got the dish towel over the shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, well, it was like a million degrees in here before we got started, bro. Don't don't make fun of me, though. It's all good, man. It's all good. I mean, sometimes you're just too high or you're just too drunk, you know? Yeah. I don't think I'm too high. I'm just really high right now. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. Say it, bro. You got any crazy weed stories, yo? I'm going to talk a lot about wrestling, yo, and I'm real bent right now. Let's talk about some other shit. Crazy weed story. Yeah, yeah. Give me some good shit, bro. Come on. Give, well, me, just, give me your best just shit. Just like, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, I was pretty drunk. I was at a bar with a friend, and we were like, damn, man, you know, we want to hit a back road and smoke some weed and chill like we used to, but we don't really, like, have a way because we're drunk. You know, we're not trying to drive drunk. Right, a smart move. You know, so, click it or ticket, you know, don't drive drunk, all that shit. So we ended up just take, taking an Uber home or something, and the dude we... I think we brought it up, like, yo, man, it's cool we smoke weed or something, you know? And uh, just jokingly being two drunk idiots, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, go ahead. So we, we he brought us on a back road. Wait, like, wait, not wait, once. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on, before you continue, you're telling me that your Uber driver. Yeah, he was an Uber driver, yeah. Your Uber driver let you <laughs> smoke weed in the car. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. We asked him nicely, man. We were like, hey, man, he ended up being a smoker, you know? Those guys don't get drug tested. They're self-employed. So I found a few that smoked. So what happened? Um, So he just took us on a back road. We smoked and we did like the McDonald's run, I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He took you to McDonald's too? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He took us to the McDonald's. What? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, two o'clock in the morning and the drive through all way, you know, drunk high. But yeah, that's, you know. So this guy took you on a back road, let you smoke a bunch of weed, and then took you out to get food after you smoked. Uh, Joel, yeah, just dropped us off after too, you know. But we oh called, we actually ended up uh, having so much fun. We called him one night, like off the clock. No. And like, hey, man, you want to do this off the Uber app, you know? <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, he did it off the Uber app. So and, this guy came back and picked you up again. Yeah, picked us up again. And drove you around. Yeah, this time was just to like get really high and like just drink. You weren't drunk. Well, we were drinking, but we weren't like leaving the bar or something drunk. We were just chilling, I think, drinking. And so you were we out. Caught, we yeah. probably had some drinks in the car or something too. Oh shit! Because this was a planned thing. You know? oh. Like, hey, we're gonna take like a little back road, listen to some music, chill, and we're gonna get driven around by this Uber driver who's not on the clock. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if like you could just like. You know, go on Uber and select weed friendly or not as an option instead of like Uber XL or like Uber X, like just Uber Green. You know, or I, like not that you bring that up. <laughs> Uber Green. Can I? Hey, can I order an Uber Green for two? Not that you bring that up. You know, there's actually an idea that you know popped out right for a ride service. Yeah, that'll pick you up and take you around like this guy did for Uber. No way, dude. Let you get super high. No way. Take you to McDonald's. Take you to the bar. Take you to the strip club. Take you anywhere you want to go. Wow. And you're, you're kidding me, right? And you can smoke and do whatever you got to do to medicate while there. And I call this lifted. Have you ever walked out of the bar at 2.30 in the morning and were too drunk for a smoke ride? Man, I'm drunk as a skunk. Have you ever wanted to hit a back road but had no way to get around and no car? I'm sick of sitting in this damn house. Have you ever wanted to use a rideshare service to travel to and from the airport but realized that you wouldn't be able to medicate? I forced my wife to drive so I can get high. We'll try the new service, Lifted, where you can smoke and medicate in a worry-free environment. Contact us at www.getlifted.com or 1-800-GET-LITTY. This is the one above all. You're also a world champion and the sole CZW world tag team champion. And 
you're tuned into another episode of To Be Blunt with Peace. Yo, this shit is sick! Yo, I can definitely see some PG shit right here. Yo, for real, man. You got any new shit? I got no new shit, bro. Damn. Yeah. Get high rapper, already know me. Getting lit in the back, and your bitch know me. Wanna fuck with me? Nah, I can't do this shit, bro. I'm done. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yo, nah, I can't freestyle. I can't freestyle. Come on, man. You used to be the freestyle king. Are you got so a freestyle for that, bro? Because I ain't doing it. No, All right. But listen. But listen. You know. We got uh, something we want to talk about. Yeah, but shout out to Anthony Gangone, man. House of Glory champion, Soul CZW tag team champion. He's a good dude. Absolutely. House of Glory, great, great, great brand company. I love going to their shows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, very much shout out to House of Glory's own Anthony Gangone. That guy was a true class act when, uh, you know, decided to do the podcast drop for us. Uh, Speaking of freestyles, though. I want to talk about one thing we got going on. Uh, it's a new segment we're going to be doing uh, that we came up with. That it's going to be called Gas or Trash. You know, we're going to let you submit to us. You know, sh- sh- you know, shoot us an email to be blunt podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and, you know, if you want to get in the Gas or Trash, what happens is you're going to get in, you get 30 seconds, whatever's going to be. We're going to give you a beat and you freestyle. And then we're going to tell you if you gas or you trash. That's it. Gas or trash? All right, I'm about that. You know what I mean? Uh, but you gotta, you know, we gotta, yeah, hit us up first to be blunt podcast at gmail.com. You already know. Uh, and if your shit's fire, we'll let you know. If your shit's shit, we'll let you know. And the caller's gonna let you know. Gas or trash? You know what I mean? You gonna, it's, we're gonna see what it's all about. Cause if you know me, you know I rap. So that's if I don't freestyle. So don't tell nobody that. Come on, uh, man, you freestyle. Nah, plenty get out of here. times. Hey, not today, though. There's plenty of pre-recordings out there. I know some people have them in the archives. If you got them, call in with them, you know? Get out of here. Get out of here, yo. But I think that's, that's going to be it for uh, the Two Be Blunt podcast. You're such a fucking asshole. Uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Two Be Blunt podcast is the, uh, the name, you know, on all social media. And uh, you're, you know, next show, next Thursday, 6 p.m., we're going to be live. We're going to do this all over again. I hope you tuned in. I hope you enjoyed the show. From uh, your boy PC and my co-host, Frank Knox, thanks for listening in to the To Be Blunt podcast. It's the best podcast around. To Be Blunt with PC.